State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk? Get vaccinated. But but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. What's going on, y'all? I'm my son. And I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And, and this, this is Street Politicians, the place where the streets and politics meet. Wow, wow, wow. First of all, the Black Effect. Shout out to our homeboy, our good brother and friend, Charlemagne the God. Just watching the Black Effect already growing as yes, Charlemagne's sir. new podcast network and us being able to, this 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 baby of yours, really, Street Politicians. I mean, yeah, I take a little bit, a little, yeah, bit, a little bit of credit. Uh, you're watching us all grow together. This is what Charlemagne's been talking about. It's what we've been talking about. So it's so dope. You know, shout out to iHeart for giving Charlemagne the opportunity to partner with them. And then, of course, um, our dope family at iWoman TV for bringing us to you in living color. Uh, there is so much happening coming out of this presidential election. Uh, I think the internet has, I don't know, I'm sort of turned off from the internet because it's just been so much drama and it's been so um, just, I don't know, it's like a lot of uh, the trolling, the, I don't even know if it's trolling, it's the hate that you receive. It's, um, you just got to think about it. When you, when you think about who Donald Trump is, what he represents, Mm. you know, and him being the president of the United States, it just started going downhill. It just brings out the worst. It brings out the worst in everybody. My D, listen to me. My page is like a war zone. It is. Your comments, sometimes I go in, but I got to, it's like double dutch. Like when I go in, I got to be like, you go in there, you got to be ready for war. Like I remember Amanda Seals posted something on my page and she wrote one comment. And it was like a thousand comments. And she but she, she, she with that. 
But she DM me like, yo, they are relentless on your page. I yeah. said, look, it's like a jungle. This is World War Three out Well, here, but so you, you set the tone for that by the way in which you um, represent yourself. So what, is that, what does that mean? Tell because me that sometimes on your page, first of all, you get yourself into the most controversial topics ever, which which you like to do because it does help you to be able to bring attention to some of the other issues, like the deeper issues yeah. involved in all these different scenarios. But it just be some stuff like, you know what, my just just miss it. Like miss it. Sometimes. But why though? If if I miss it, it, I would miss it if somebody else was gonna catch it. Yeah, but well, but you know, but it's, nobody I else don't know. Gonna, the reality is I, feel I like know you what put it the is. rest of our lives in in, no. in not danger, but you make us tired because then we got to go in there. Then people be tagging me like, yo, do you see what he said? And I got to go in there and fight with people. And sometimes I got to go in there and fight with you. It's a lot. Your comments, is, it's really serious. My, in my comments, if you go in there and say any, it's like that on your page too. If you say something bad about me, some days I don't have to say anything because the people just tear folks yeah. up. But I just think during this election yeah. and all of the things, I think it was just way got different. I just think that the, the level of the Russian bots, bots and trolls that came out of nowhere that just were coming, and but they not. Me. But yo, these people are not all just bots. That they may be trolls, but yeah. they're not all just bots. Because I know for sure, you know, I and you've done it too. I press the little request thing and let people in to get their perspective. And a lot of times, even somebody that called me a bed wench one time. I let him into my page and let him tell me his feelings. He was a real live person. And unfortunately for me, yes, there are women who come on my page who disagree with me. A lot of times it's the same hate and broad. As far as I'm concerned, it's somebody I know that created a fake page and they saying things that they would never say to my face as they are real. So right. So they but they want to make a page so that they can say it. But it's cute, you know, you paying attention to me, I get it. But you know, it, it was a lot of black men. Like, I'm just, I got to tell you, of course. And, you know, maybe, listen, I'm sure white people and white men also troll me, right? And I see that. But it doesn't bother me in the same way when I see a brother challenging me, asking, you know, why is weave in my head? And, you know, you, you know, you ain't a real black woman if you wear weave. Mind you, it's people that have natural hair that don't do what we do every day. So I don't think that you can determine people's authenticity based upon what they wear or whether they on a stripper pole at night. And, you know, you everybody has the right to care about their community. So I had that. I told you I had the bed wench comment. I get called a bitch on a regular basis. Throughout this election process, the level of division that has been aired out on social media yeah, among people different. in our community has been really painful and so today's topic is social media is it a friend or foe um because you know we love it but then it loves to hate us sometimes as well and social media causes young people sometimes to commit suicide it causes breakups in families it causes a lot of stuff i was just watching um you know just not long ago where safari and erica mena was like having they were fighting on the internet and telling he was talking about he was a bachelor and he had to come back and say he apologized i don't even understand why y'all's personal business was on the internet to begin with that you even needed to apologize to the entire what world. happens is with i think with the internet it's too easy of access right i think back in the days all of our ancestors and the civil rights activists and actors they had something to say. They was thinking shit and they'd be in their room. 
and they be cussing, right? And they be like, you ain't going to go up there and see that one today. And they got 10 minutes to think about it. When you're in your room and you pissed off and somebody that said something about you on Instagram and you can immediately respond to that and you probably got a couple drinks in you, like it's a very, it's a very dangerous situation. Like you got, you got to talk. You, you know how many times that I got to talk myself off a of ledge. Delete it. I be right. I this my new thing is I just write full comments. I say SM this and that and F you and this and that and then I just delete it because I wrote it. I just say I wrote it even though I don't send it. My no, comment I start telling heart. people to shut up. Yeah, and I, ask, and ask. I mean I tell you to shut up, but I'm so the, the, the respectfulness. See the thing is when I was the old man's time. SMD. You know what you no, know what you doing. used to say the full word. Yeah. The new my son writes SMD. No, the I don't say SMD. Say the whole no, thing. I invite you to the Frank stand. Oh, no, I was going to ask you the eggplant. That's what I, <laughs> I see tell you, you and co- Omar. I put your, the eggplant up there. Or friend. I say you, can, you are welcome to go to the Frank stand. Well, you Lord. know what I'm saying? So this is my new thing. Oh, I'm not a, I don't really engage and I say it very politely. I say, yes, brother, thank you. You're welcome to go to the Frank stand if you want to. And get a couple of friends, oh, as many as possible. See, that's what I'm talking about. It's just that's that. Then you know what they do? They don't. They do come nothing. to my page. No, what they, they say, do is they you keep need typing. to go get your dude. They go like this. My son from over there because he's telling people. You know, they go like this. They, they sit there. They be keyboard they go, killers. They go to their room and they get their fake gun and they put their war paint on. They put their sneakers on. <laughs> they get a knife and they, and they go sit in their right mother's basement. They be like this. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. Yeah, I'm going to kill you. This and that. And and they they don't even go half of these people. They they don't go outside. They don't. We never see them anywhere. Yo, I got so many beef with people, and I'm everywhere. And everybody I see just give me hugs and kisses. And they're like, yo, I love what you're doing. But the internet will make you think there's a million people that's trying to kill you. It really, to me, one thing I will say, though, during this election cycle, it was super important that people went to early vote. And there's so many people that didn't even know early voting was a thing. And I think we did a really good job you know, alongside all of our allies. Shout out to us and our, our tour, man. Yeah. Like that tour was that tour was instrumental in, in election. Right. And I don't I don't think nobody because when we look at the states that we visited, you know, it, it was swing. People states. turned out. And if people, people turned, turned out. out and you seen the how it reflected in the election. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it was no. very instrumental. And it was a nonpartisan election. I mean, a nonpartisan uh, get out the vote tour, call state of emergency. We Our slogan was, if y'all don't vote, they, they will, will kill, kill us. us. And that's real. And, and there was so um, many people on the Instagram like, yo, why y'all trying to fear monger people? And I'm like, well, but fear mongering happens every single day. Yeah. And I think the Democrats, the Republicans, it doesn't matter. They all use fear mongering. Sometimes fear mongering is called truth telling, mm-hmm. right? It's just, it's really forecasting for folks what could happen if we don't take action. But what I will say is that based upon the campaign that we use, so this is when social media was a friend to us, we were able to get over 100 million people. And I'm not saying just us, but the collective effort of everyone who was out there, the Roland Martins, the Angela Rise, and just all the people, Linda and, and Angelo. And by the way, we have to give a shout out to Woke Vote, our partner. Oh, shout out to Woke Vote, Duana. Duana Thompson oh, and Emil and, Mill and the and entire crew. Um, Rashida Tristan, and Tristan. Yes, everybody. They, listen, and, 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 dopest people in the world, Woke Vote. You have to go follow Woke Vote. But the collective work of all of us 
telling people to go vote early had me a little shook because on election day, when we were in Michigan and other places and we were like traveling around, going to the polls, we were like, why is there no one online? But come to find out, people had already shown up. And guess what? Michigan not only showed up, showed showed out. out. For sure. So, you know, it, it, it is definitely a friend a, a friend and a foe at times, but that foe period can be really, really dark. And you have to really, you said something like uh, social media is not real. You right? have to tell yourself. But you it have to is re- it's really real. not real to me. I promise you it's not. It's real because it has power. No, but the thing is, it only has the power that you give to it. Right. Well, that's You true. understand what I'm saying? What I, what I know, right, is that every time somebody says negative things about me on, on it doesn't affect me. It doesn't stop me yeah, from thinking okay. what I say. We'll, it doesn't. We'll talk about that another day. You can day. listen to me. Do you That's ever see me true. stop talking? I see you. You know, no. You know what I see you do? What? I don't see you stop talking to, uh, uh, in other words, I don't see you uh, get to a point where you don't use your platform. Uh-huh. But what I do see you do is stop talking to all the humans around you and spend too much time focused on that phone. And having your energy into responding to messages and going back and forth with people. And if it's not bothering you, if it's not as important, then the human interaction would not be impacted so much by your relationship to your cell phone. Well, I don't think it's, I don't think it's the, the human interaction is affected by the No, it is. I'm telling I you. Think it's, I think it's a time and place, right? I think social media has become a way that we have galvanize our voice. You know, we're on the front lines and we do the work in the streets, but I think social media has amplified it, right? So I think when we're in periods that I know that our voice needs to be amplified or I know there are specific subject matters that need to be talked about regardless, and and, and I'm going to get, and I know I'm going to get pushed back. People with two followers. Just going in, but... What I do appreciate. Did you see the engagement? I appreciate that even if it's a troll, even if it's a bot, they say things that provokes conversation and and your response exactly is there as well. So somebody who's reading it who may be misinformed by the first comment will therefore see a follow-up. Still, I think we have to be careful with how far we go down into the rabbit hole. And that brings me to my thought of the day. Because this is something that I am literally, really just trying to understand. Why do people follow folks that they don't like? I don't understand. You follow me and you come to my page every day to complain, to talk about me, to say that I'm a sellout. I'm a I'm paid by the Democratic Party. By the way, the Democratic Party, they were staying as far away from me as possible um, during the election process because we too radical. You know, towards the end, when I think people began to realize that they needed voices like mine and yours and others, they came around. But the the establishment, if you will, of the Democratic Party, that's not like that's not my crew. Those people don't, you know, I'm too that's radical. Right. Matter of fact, we got kicked out of a debate and they put us kicked on out. The, and they put us on kicked the us block out. They list. kicked us out, put us on the block list. Because <laughs> we, <kicked laughs> we screamed at De Blasio, De Blasio Fire Pantaleo. Dragged us out. We we got they dragged me fire. out a little bit. We got Pantaleo fired though, so Pantaleo got fired and De Blasio got his ass off of that presidential. You're out of here. You need to fire the cop in your own city before you go try to be the leader of the cops across the country. Amen. But anyway, that's a whole different conversation. But I just don't understand why people be on my page. But let me tell you what it is. Don't mess with me. Let me tell you what it is. What? So I'll break it down to you. There's a guy that was following me, right? He's writing all types of crazy stuff. 
the videos, boom, boom, boom. I DM him, I'm like, brother, what is your issue with me? He's like, y'all don't have issues, just call me. So I got on the phone with him. And he was like, oh my God, I can't believe you're really on the phone with me. Mm-hmm. He said, I can't believe you. He's like, you're really here. I'm like, bro, what? what are you talking about? He said, yo, I swear I'm never going to say anything bad about you. But, but then that's a lie because he just, talked about me too. But, sometimes, but th- what I'm just trying to tell you is that is the original premise. This is the original Man. premise. We've seen other situations which we won't talk about on air as when you've seen people that were in different positions that was talking about how they was fans and they seen you at BT Awards and, and you were supposed to be doing this with me and all this. People have they become fanatics. Mm. You know, they really, they really want to be fans and friends of you. They want you to just engage them. So they get on your page just looking for any. It was a guy that used to come on my page every post. And I and I didn't understand him. And then I went to his page and he actually was re- reposting that was positive about me. And I'm like, this is the weirdest stuff I've ever seen. See, I think I think a big part of it is that people don't have anything else to do with their time and their lives. They're sitting in their homes. They're lonely. They have no friends to tell, to tell them. Like, you you know how when you go to an Instagram post and you see the comments, like the preview of comments, you could see your friend, the person you following mm-hmm. who made a comment. There's a girlfriend that I have that she's on everybody's comments. And because she's my friend, I contacted her to say, I just want you to know that you were in everybody's comments talking. And I keep seeing it. And you know what? She stopped because she was like, dang, I didn't realize. Yes. You on this one comment trying to, you're, and what, what she was doing was trying to get noticed by celebrities, right? So she'd go on the celebrity pages and just be talking all the time. And it's really, it's a sickness. The internet can turn into a sickness. And if you're not careful, even a person who is stable in terms of, you know, you got family, you got income, you got all of that, you can get sucked into it in a way that it actually damages. You have to decompress. You, you, just have, you gotta It can damage, but it can actually damage your brand. Which brings us to the branding expert that we have coming up. I'm so, so super, super duper excited to be uh, talking to a queen, somebody who is a trailblazer and just a leader in the branding and social media influencer space, Um, you know, a marketing strategist and all those good things. You say she's the czar in the hip hop world from a business perspective. Definitely she is. Yeah. So we're going to be talking to our dear sister Karen Civil today. We're going to get some jewels from her. The CEO. CEO. I, I just, you know, I'm just in awe of Karen Civil. Like, she didn't probably remember the first time that I seen her, but I, from the first time I seen her, I just watched her continue to just elevate man, and connect herself. It's different, you know, like our manager and our brand expert, Victoria <laughs> Bond. The way, she, Bond. the way she bonds with us, it's not just work. You understand what I'm saying? And, and that's a the special. Way she bonds it's with us. Latoya Bond bonds with us. Yes. You know what I'm saying? She call you and make sure you are right. She, You know, she got an idea for you. She take your ideas and she take it to the next level. That's so right. that's what this brand expert is supposed to do. So we got our, we got our own Karen Sibley. But you know I, I have to give some love to the Bond in the family. It's actually the man, the James oh, that's Bond. Oh, listen. Are you know and, what I'm and, saying? And his name is not... <laughs> you look, you listen to the name. James and it fits Bond. He's the black him, James Bond, in, man. It's my guy, man. I don't like a lot of people, but James is my guy, yeah. man. Let's so, yeah. But... Karen Civil. Karen Civil is going to be here with us, and we're going to get some jewels from her. We're going to listen to her and, and, and understand what does she think about the climate of what's going on in the internet and these trolls and these... 
clout chasers and cappers. And, yeah. And you know. then in our activist segment, we're going to be talking to Latitra Weidman, who is the sister of Jacob Blake. Every single episode, we're going to try to talk to an activist that's on the ground yes. or somebody, even a family Elevating. member, and just continue to elevate voices. Black media is super important so that our stories can be told properly and our people can get the right narrative from the right places as street politicians. And if we don't tell it, who's going to tell it? Who will? Before we go to the next segment and have our special guest join, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. That's how we own it! So I am just super honored to be joined today by um, a colleague, a homegirl, and someone who I am definitely so inspired by. 
Um, you know, she may not know it, but I look up to and admire Karen Sybil. I'm so happy to see you here, sis. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, yes, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Congratulations on the show. Thank you, man. We I like she's a fan, but I've always admired you. You know, being in the industry, just seeing how, you know, what you've done. You know, how just knowing knowing the story, the backstory, seeing you grind, and the way you just pretty much like you say that you are a creator and a CEO, but I think you actually create CEOs. Mm. You oh, know, thank you. You know, so thank I, you. I just I admire your work definitely. Yeah, a media, a media mogul and branding expert. Um, I think that anybody who does not know Karen Sibley needs to do some work and also follow the tips of the day to learn how to, uh, you know, strategize on your own career. And again, I think what my son says is so true that you, Karen, um, have been able to sort of chart your own course. Like, you know, I don't know many people like Karen Civil. You definitely stand out in your own space. So that's why we wanted to talk to you today. Election was crazy. Presidential election, still dealing with the remnants of this election. Um, and, you know, one of the things I think we recognize the most is how much social media plays a role in everything that we do, but certainly in the presidential election. Um, and, you know, we just uh, recently had a conversation with the young sister, KJ, uh, which she went viral while speaking before a police council. She was kind of like, you know, she was giving it to him. I don't know if you saw the video. She was all over the internet, of course. And, um, but now, you know, she's dealing with intimidation from the police force and threats and other things, uh, you know, and that also comes along with going viral. So it's such a, you know, it's a situation where it can be good, but it's a catch-22 because you always find yourself on the other end of the sword sometimes. Uh, and so just wanted to kind of talk about thinking about this election, like what is, what, what should we or should we not be doing on social media? With a situation like KJ, I loved her utilizing her platform. Unfortunately, the backlash of, you know, police and officials, they're, they're embarrassed. And, you know, I don't, I don't think they thought, you know, a lot of the times that our voice is going to be so loud and they didn't think that that was going to be so social and prominent. But I'm glad that she was able to utilize her platform like that because that's how we find out what's happening in certain communities. And that's what I love about, you know, social justice and people who are, um, utilizing their platforms in these ways. Because unfortunately, CNN and Fox aren't telling us about our community. It has to be us telling each other, you know, how you vote and your organization utilize and tell us what's going on, how we can help, what we can do. And it's great that there are people on the ground. So with that type of situation, I wouldn't tell her to do anything different. It's, it's unfortunately when you use that your platform in that way, where you know, they, you, you eventually have a target on your back, but use your platform and that's what it's there for to do that. And if it's something that you really love and it's something you really want your community to know about, you know, I'm a big believer in the power of the tongue. So when I saw on Twitter, she was like, you know, they're trying to kill me. I'm like, listen, let's figure out a way. Hopefully, you know, she gets with her team to figure out a way to, to help with that situation, to make sure that she is protected but let's not speak this into fruition that something's going to happen to you. Amen. Um, you know, you've been so successful at using, utilizing social media. 
haven't already utilized social media. You know, there's there's such thing as trolling right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and I see so many artists and just different individuals who just utilize social media, and they, I don't think they even think about what they say. I just think they just try to get a reaction, and it actually works. You know, what do you, what do you say about that? The trolling versus actual really utilizing social media for something that's you're building a brand. Or what, what is the difference between trolling and just building a brand? Building building a brand is you're trying to create you're trying to create a platform and a resource to help other people. Trolling is somebody who is for self, who wants who's ego driven, who wants popularity, and who's trying to make a moment about themselves. So when I see somebody like Little Pump, you're trolling. You want us to care about your music. You want to make this election about you. I don't give up fuck about you because it's not about you especially when children Amen. are in cages people lgbtqia plus can, mm-hmm. are having their rights taken away you are the government and, and officials are trying to are trying to uh tell us how how we're supposed to utilize our ovaries these are the conversations that matter not you trying to get back onto itunes because the last time we cared about you was when you did a video with kanye mm-hmm. so those type of trolling is that is that's self-serving that's ego-driven, and that has nothing to do with pr- trying to create a community, trying to have purpose, or anything else. That's just a moment. If I was a young person talking to you, I would say, well, I try to do the right thing on social media, and I have 200 followers. But the trolls seem to have thousands of people who follow them and want to see that content. So how am I going to be able to create the same interest but using things that are not even just socially conscious, but just not being an idiot on the on the gram, you know. But it's like it's with those type of situations. How long those followers aren't engaged with you because they really like you, or mm. like they're really interested? It's just your entertainment for the moment. They don't care what happens to you after this. There's no real substance there. And I always utilize this quote where I say, "Never step over a dollar to pick up a nickel." And that dollar is your your integrity and just your moral compass and things that are of va- your values. You know, it's just like that's more important than um, a million followers. I'd rather have a thousand authentic followers who will engage with me, who will actually, you know, um, if I drop something, purchase it, you know, really support me. We see it now. There are people who got millions of followers and they can't even crack the top 10 on the billboard charts. And I think that's what one of the things I've admired about you, just watching how you were able to see, like, you know, R.I.P. to Nipsey, just seeing that he was one of those artists who was taking the long run, that wasn't going to compromise, mm-hmm. and you utilized your skill set, and you took what he had, and the way I watch y'all build, you know, I, I, I sit and watch, people don't really realize, but I watch y'all sit and build from step by step. The same thing you did with YG, like, yeah, you built with them. It's it's longevity is the conversation and things people should strive for. When I look at, like, Nipsey and YG, you know, they're built from a different cloth. They understand street codes and they have ethics and then they come from, you know, these are real upstanding black men who just un- understand and have morals. And it's just like, I'm not about to be on this internet and be goofy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like with, even with Nip, there would be times where, like, websites trolled him and he's like yo i'm gonna smack the shit out of you when i see you he would find the writer and be like i'm gonna smack the shit out of you and they'd be like yo it's just a post and he'd be like no 
that's not how it works. I don't like I'm a man. I am a man Amen. on this First. internet and off this internet. So right. you're not gonna play with me in that manner. So that's a lot that a lot of the time is not now, you know, certain people don't have guidance and they're so driven by fame. But it's like once you have it, what keeps you there? What what continues to make you stay in that place is just like, okay, you troll to get your way here, but what's the substance behind it? Why are these people following you? Why should they engage with you? Nothing comes from it. And eventually it's going to dwindle off. The thing is, people think followers are fans. Right. No. Right. Followers are not your fans and they're not your consumers yet. They follow you because it's free. Right. And sometimes it's their trolls too on your page. Like you've got a bunch of trolls. Exactly. So it's like you have to figure out a way to turn those followers into um, to people who are engaging, turn, turn that engagement into uh, your fans your fans into consumers. Right. So those steps a lot of a lot of people don't take. They just be like, I want to be a troll. I want a certain amount of followers and they feel like that's all that's needed. But that's not going to keep you to the that's not going to keep you in, in, in the kingdom. It's going to have you right back in the valley. Let me ask you this question and, and by the way you drop in gems that I hope uh, lot of young folks listen to because they're caught up in the numbers and the numbers as you said are not always real but I had a situation during the election cycle where an elderly person who I'm friends with um, was sharing fake news and I'm wondering what are you saying to your artists and other people that you're closely aligned with about how they should go about researching information before sharing and posting stuff because everybody's just sharing anything meanwhile some of it is coming from snopes.com and whose mama did it.net you know and and it's, it's it's misinformation that's getting out there that actually influences things like an election it's honestly having conversation with people and it's just like listen this information you're spreading is inaccurate mm. on facebook it got to a point on my personal facebook I had to delete and remove people that I was friends with from high school who I engaged with and a lot of the propaganda they were sharing. I'm like, listen, this is inaccurate. First, I would tell them, you know, this is a bit inaccurate. Um, then they still continue to share it. And I have to remove myself from that situation. Right. I don't want to keep seeing it. And it's like you can engage and have the conversation and tell them and present it to them. But sometimes people now are in this space of, a conspiracy theory sounds better than the truth. It's okay to, you know, check your ego and say, you know what? I'm not an expert in this in this space. Let me go to an expert and ask, is this true? Does this make sense? Can I borrow your ear and get an understanding? It's okay to 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 be humble or to ask for advice and and to understand that, but I just really hope people understand that the same way we respect the doctors and the lawyers lawyers respect you know people in this political climate who are fighting for us who are doing certain things i'm happy you know i i did a protest i made a sign but again it doesn't put me to the same level as you and people got to understand and respect that too i want to ask you this last thing and, and then let you go this idea of clout chasing because i hear people tell me i'm clout chasing sometimes and i'm like okay i am the clout but whatever you know, and the chase, you know. So I'm just trying to figure out what is the balance with this idea of clout chasing? Is it that something that everybody has a little bit of it or is it just something that people throw around 
to be able to avoid dealing with whatever the real issue is that's being discussed. Because that's what I usually hear is that if I come out and speak against, um, I, you know, a product, a brand, then they'll be like, oh, you just clout chasing and trying to get, trying to get acknowledged. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna use this as a reference. When it comes to both of you, there's no clout chasing. You've been doing this for so long and setting examples, whether people understand it or not. Whether you were making a million dollars or or not, or whatever the case may be, you're doing this because you care about our people. And this is a known fact. You're really in the streets handling stuff. Literally moved, you know, right. to an area to make sure that I need to protest and be there because I don't want to be getting off a bus, a plane. I need the people to know I am on the ground and I'm here for you. And this is not even you telling me this. It's me witnessing it and seeing all the stuff you're yeah. doing on social media with your team. Beyonce acknowledges you. You know why? Because she sees the work you're doing. You didn't go to the you didn't go to the booth right, and say, right. yo, drop me in this 16 right. real quick. Sure they, you didn't, they didn't even know. You didn't ask for that mm -hmm. because you have people engaged and who want to hit you. And it's just like, yo, what's going on? I want to be a part of what you're doing. The thing that works for you is you're not running to people. They're coming to you because they see the work that you're doing is very authentic and it's you. That's what separates you from other people who are out here clout chasing because all of that is very self-serving. Mm -hmm. That is driven by ego. You are driven by love and purpose and change and progression for the community. Those two don't add up. So whoever's doing that, you might want to send them back to school because obviously they don't know how to add. Well, we, we that's not how appreciate that. You yeah. took them to school. You right? did, that was a whole that was a whole lecture right there. So when y'all really get them messages, yes, y'all get the messages. Y'all can send them my way because yeah, we can send them to you because we're gonna be like, all right, we, no Carol gonna tell you about cloud chasing. Definitely. We no wanna appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah. The work yeah. that you do is phenomenal, man. Just just thank you. I've just I've been a silent just watching you. Any artist that works with you can attest to where you yeah. take in their career. I've visibly seen that. So I just want to yeah. celebrate you and give you your flowers yeah. right now because Thank you are you. awesomeness personified. You no longer behind the scenes. You are the scene. If they want to like make that. something of it, they like need like to call Cassidy. Like Thank you, right. sis. I appreciate it. Right. so far, right? Okay. 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 We love you, sis. Thank you for Thank taking you. the time Thank with you us. So much. Appreciate Thank you. you. Congratulations, Street Politicians. Anytime. Anytime. You and we're going to need you. We're going to need you to help us with our strategy and branding. And oh, all. I'm so here. I'm, I'm here. You know, we talked yesterday, so I'm here when you guys arrive. We got you. We got you. All right. Love. Thank you, Queen. Thanks. Peace. That was pretty cool. I mean, obviously, Karen has a wealth of knowledge. You know, mm -hmm. she's a legend in her own right. We know what she's done. But it's, you know, conversation, we always sort of come back to this idea that black women, it's like, you know, what do you do? Are you really qualified for the job that you have? Um, but we know that, you know, she's really an incredible voice and she also has a lot of character. Because, you know, when you meet Karen, if you don't really know her, she's not going to just be super duper friendly, which I understand because there is so much negative energy out here. But as you get to know her, you know that she's like willing to help. I mean, she's been supportive of our organization mm -hmm. until Freedom, uh, you know, steps right in and is always super strategic in her thinking. And so I love her. Definitely yeah, admire this. She's a dope personality. What she's, what she's done, the contributions that she has to hip hop is not even known by right. most people. You know, she's been behind the scenes. But now, like you said, she is the scene. So that was definitely and a so much more that we could have talked to her about because branding 
in itself is something that she does and how she's able to align brands with social good with artists and entertainers and athletes that's such a, it's a skill like everyone doesn't have it and how she is able to do it while allowing the uh the personality if you will to be authentic is a whole other conversation so we've got to invite her to come back how's she gonna do it for us and talk to our sister but of course our super branding expert latoya bond latoya bond who is that latoya bond who is latoya bond latoya my manager latoya bond is the manager extraordinaire she's the mama she's the big sister she runs the show latoya bond is she's a queen and we love her to death i'm so you know happy that we continue to do this segment uh dealing with activists in our community people who are on the ground across this country and today we're being joined by a young woman who is she sort of serves dual roles she became an activist which first of all we're going to talk about it but i'm sure it was already in her spirit so if she wasn't on the ground she should have been because you know you can hear it in the passion that she speaks with uh but um she certainly got thrust into the limelight unfortunately as a victim of a family member of a victim of police brutality and that is jacob blake um who was shot in the back by police officers just a few months ago, uh, he thank God he lived. Um, he was paralyzed, but he is he is not um, deceased. And unfortunately, too many times the hashtag is uh, that this person is no longer with us, and that didn't happen in this situation. Uh, and so it's really good to be joined by this young woman who is now using her voice not just to talk about her brother, but also to shed light on other families and other situations that have happened across the country and things that are happening in her local community. So I'm so excited to have Latitra Weidman to join us again, the sister of Jacob Blake, who has lots to say. And I know because I talk to her on a regular basis. Latitra, thank you so much for being with us on Street Politicians today. Hey, Queen, how you doing today? Hey, hey, my son. Uh, hey, Tamika. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, I do want to get any opportunity I can to um, make my voice heard. But I definitely uh, was into activism way before my brother was shot. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, actually, my family calls me Latitra X or Malcolm <laughs> X Jr. Malcolm X Father. I've been protesting for a long time. I did a black. Uh, a Black Lives Matter uh, protest in Evanston some years back. I had my free double dutch class at Falls Park District in North mm-hmm. Chicago. Um, I was doing gardens with the kids on my block. We would do community cleanup where we would just go and get, take all the trash. And I live in a neighborhood that we can call, I guess, the hood. I just was doing my own little projects. Anything I could do to get my hands in something to benefit my community and the children, the youth in my community, that's what I, that's what I was doing. But that's so important, right? Because some people think that being an activist or being an organizer means that you have to be on the front line marching and protesting and, you know, being arrested or, or, or committing acts of civil disobedience in order to get your voice heard. We don't often consider what it looks like to take care of your community and how activism also lies in the idea that I, we have to be internal about our fight. 
just as much as we are external. Yeah, definitely. And um, a lot of people forget about that part. Um, they show up to the protest and they, you know, or they're rioting, they're doing whatever they're doing. And then whatever, whenever they get back home and everything settles down, they kind of like forget and they go back to their regular lives. And I, before my brother was shot, it was always something on the forefront of my mind. And I felt very compelled to do something. I just didn't know what exactly I could do or I should be doing. And so um, I just, you know, put myself in different positions to serve. Actually, how I started doing the Double Dutch program, I was serving elderly people at a park opening in North Chicago. And um, the treasurer of North Chicago walked up to me and he was like, who are you? And I was like, oh, I'm just a teacher. Um, he was like, what do you do? I'm like, I'm, I'm a barber. <laughs> he was like, I need somebody to do a free program at my park district. I was like, well, I'll do it. But if I do it, I need a favor from you too. And he was like, what's that? I said, I need uh, funds to do a free Black history class in North Chicago for the kids. I, I'm all with the you know, uh, activities, physical activities, but these kids need to learn their educate their history. Um, and he, and he was like, okay, we got a deal. So that's how I ended up starting the double Dutch class at, um, Foss Park. And I, I, I thought double Dutch was a great idea because we used to, back in the day, you ride around in a black neighborhood in the nineties and the eighties, everybody was playing double Dutch. Right. right. You know, these kids nowadays, they're, they're on their cell phones, uh, sending pictures to boys and stuff. They're so hooked up in that stuff. They don't even go outside and really enjoy being a kid anymore. Mm -hmm. So I was like, we got to bring that old school stuff back. And, you know, and I think Double Dutch was a great way to do that. It sounds to me, what I'm hearing, and after meeting your father, Jacob Blake Sr., who I think is an incredible voice, strong, passionate group of people you are. And I hear you talking about your community work, cleaning up the community, working with young people, Double Dutch, being an activist in your own right. And then I see what your brother was doing that day, going to de-escalate a situation that took place in our community. That's exactly what we ask our men uh, and just people in the community in general to do. You hear there's a problem, step in and try your best to, to, to stop it from becoming a bigger problem. And, and in turn, the way he was thanked, if you will, um, by the, the police and the authorities was not only to shoot him and almost kill him, but then to try to criminalize him afterwards. Yeah, and we definitely are calling for Black people to hold themselves accountable for our communities. Definitely. We have to police our own communities. We have to run for um, seats in our own cities and, um, and states. We have to get out and vote for um, these people that run. We have to represent ourselves. We have okay. to look out for our own children. We have to look out for our, our own dollars. We have to yeah. spend our money in our communities and we have to stop letting our money leave our community before it circles even one time in our community. So we well, definitely listen, need to hold ourselves accountable. We could sit and talk to you all day. Oh, We're definitely <laughs> going to have you come back. Thank you so much for being with us today. We appreciate your voice. We know what you're doing and you have a home at Street Politicians. Anytime you want to come back, to give us an update on what you're doing in the local community and nationally, because you said you're going on the road with Until Freedom. That's right. Yes, I'm waiting for you to call me to do my internship or whatever I got to do. <laughs> That's right. my internship. <laughs> you know how to get started. Starting on Big Jake.
Did I send my love? That's my guy right there, Big yeah. J. And you know, our prayers and everything is with your family. So we appreciate you. Thank you so love much. It. Thank you for having me. Love you guys. Talk love to you all soon. Thanks, take care. Bye-bye. Before we go to the next segment, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I love her. I mean, you know, she's super... Listen, she was getting ready to fight me in New York. I don't think she was going to fight you. The other girl was going to fight you. No, but even she, like, and and I don't mean in a negative way. I think uh, Latitra is amazing. But she had a real passionate speech. And if you listen to her, she's deep, like super deep. Super deep. But she was, you know, going to give her I have a dream speech during a march where we only, a rally, where we only had a little bit of time. Tina the Tiger. Glad that we were able to give her an opportunity. It makes sense now to learn that she's actually a poet. It's so much about these families that we come into contact with as a result of, um, you know, some tragedy. And then you find out about the greatness of black folks all over the place. And un- and yeah. it's sad that that's how we're being connected. And our family just continues to grow. You think about Sabrina Fulton. You think about Constance Malcolm, the mother of Ramali Graham, Tamika Palmer. Tamika Palmer. It's just too many yeah, names. Gwen Carr. It's too many names. Sean Bell's family, and now the the Blake family. Jacob Blake seniors, as you said, he's such a dope guy. Um, and I'm happy that we're able to provide the teacher with a platform, and we got to do more with her. Definitely, she's definitely. She's going on tour. You heard her. So you don't get it. You I don't get, get it. it. You know, you never get anything. That's why I always. That's why I have a segment called "I Don't Get It" because <laughs> right. I don't get it. So I just want to know this. What I don't get is why do dudes that really don't have money flash money on Instagram? Dudes that really don't have... How you know they don't have money? Because, let me give you an example. We have Adrian Broner. 
Adrian Broner has a lawsuit. I mean, well, listen, Adrian Broner has a lawsuit, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't pay the lawsuit. The lawyer asks him, what happened to the money that you was had on Instagram? I seen all the money. He said, oh, my friends, some of my friends sent it to me. Somebody lent it to me. Now, if you have all this money, pay the lawsuit. Yeah. If, but if you don't have the money, don't pay the lawsuit. Then don't floss it. Like, it's not even common sense because you put, you put Instagram, this is what I'm trying to tell you. Instagram is so dangerous. You put yourself in so much jeopardy yeah. with the law, with the thieves, with the stick up kids. Everybody's coming for you. Now you got, you don't put money on Instagram that if, even if you do got it, you a target. I, are you talking about just money as in cash? Or are you talking about people? Because there's, there's a lot of flaunting yeah. that goes on on the internet in general. Cars, clothes, all that. And then you find out people don't even own the house that they're yeah. taking pictures in. It's called capping. They call it's it called capping. Called capping. Or as uh, Karen Civil says, it's, it's clout chasing. Clout because chasing. it's all self-serving. It's about your ego. Yeah, man. I, I just really don't get it. I, I don't think. That people are taking the time to even think like, if you if people are hungry, you show you got Instagram, and people most people don't got no money, mm-hmm. and you putting wads of money, ten, you counting out twenty, fifty, thirty thousand dollars, you make yourself a target. Now I guess some people see it as motivation, some people see it as something else, but when somebody don't got nothing, they gonna try to take it from you. You understand right. what I'm saying? You put yourself in harm's way. I just, I really don't get it. It's not, I've never been a person to do it. It's people that do it, and not saying everybody's bad to do it, but I personally don't get it because I've never seen how it really benefited anybody. Everybody that I've seen do it have got themselves in situations. Somebody trying to rob them. Somebody trying to extort you. Or the courts the police want their money. Want to, no, <laughs> and dudes is doing it. They selling drugs, and the, and, and the feds is knocking on their door because they didn't see you put. You know how many times dudes I knew was in the streets hustling because you know I, I'm I'm still privy to knowledge in the streets. Mm-hmm. You know, dudes I knew was in the street doing wrong, and I seen them knew. Putting, That's knew. Oh, no, I'm saying I knew. I was, you know, I just, even though you're not in the street, you still got your ear to the streets. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So while I'm trying to talk them out the streets, I know they're still in the streets. Mm-hmm. So I go to their Instagram Good page. That was like a mom I mean, listen. Listen, listen. The gangster but woke it. You that, know what I'm saying? That's what it, it is. So at the end of the day, I know you in the street. You know you in the streets doing wrong. And you put $100,000 on Instagram. Well, and they the got the nerve, life. and got the nerve to say, "Why the feds come snatch?" Yeah, that's the scam. And actually, who told on you? You told on you. That's the scam. Ain't nobody people, else tell on you. People wearing this stuff that they purchasing through a scam, and then when you ask them, like, "Well, how did you get that?" Oh, I can't talk about that. You told everybody on the internet about mm-hmm. it, so obviously you can talk about it because everybody knows it, and the people you scam, they know it too. But I don't get that one either. I don't. Get but it I will all. say that, unfortunately. You know, I have to bring it to a a social justice sort of conversation Mm -hmm. that poverty has created this sense of um, just it's like it's like a drought. Like people are hungry people and they want to experience. They want to be seen in a sexy, suave, positive light. So they go on the gram, which is the only place that most people even pay attention to. Yeah, the gram is not real life. No, it's, it's not people. your real life. People, people are trying to live their whole life based on the best sixty seconds of somebody else. Mm-hmm. Just imagine that they're looking at sixty seconds of somebody's life and they say, "You know what? That's how I need my whole life to be." 
They life ain't even like that. Right. Don't get caught up in the gram. Don't get caught up in the clout chasing. Don't get caught up in the fake money and the, the money that they don't borrow Please from their don't friends. Use clout chasing because it's so oversaturated. But that's what is it? What is it's it called? Faking the it's funk. capping. It's called it's capping. Capping, capping. Faking the funk. Front. Faking the front. That's, that's what it's called. That's the old school. Front. You mad old school. I am old school. It's you fronting, son. Front. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good that, you know, I don't know. This this conversation today is really good. because, And I want to, like, clip pieces of it and make sure that some of the young people in our lives, some of the young people that I know, get an opportunity to hear from somebody like Karen Sibley, who yeah. is really breaking down. The difference between being a troll, self-serving, and being an actual brand, and what it takes to be able to differentiate the two. So she said it needs you need, need substance. substance, or else you'll be running around, you'll be a one-hit wonder. And um, I thought it was a real, real good episode of Street Politicians: The Black Effect, also being carried by I Woman TV. You know, yes. Kat Trigg, our heart uh, and soul of the Street Politicians brand. Yes, and we appreciate. Everybody for tuning in. Once again, thank you for tuning in to Street Politicians. We don't always agree. We haven't we didn't do too bad. We, we've been doing good. All right. I might not we might not always be right. You might not always be right. I might that's why I said we because you I'm usually right, you usually wrong. We might not always be right. We might not always be wrong, but we always are going to be authentic. Peace, y'all. That's how we own it. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine.